conversation a little bit. That's okay. All right, all right. We are live. It's Thursday, almost 10 a.m. Just we always try to go live, but just slightly before because Facebook tends to kick us out if we don't go live on time. So uh good morning friends uh and uh welcome to another show with coffee time with marie Tarosian cpa and then pedro gonzalez cpa um for those of you who are returning to our show welcome back thank you so much for your support uh for those of you who are new to the show please uh, uh put a thumbs up or a hands up uh, in the comments so we know you are new and you are going to be learning so much with us we are here to teach you all about accounting uh, tax and all about business strategies. Um, just a quick intro. My name is Marie Tarosian. I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant, um, an experienced uh, uh, auditor and a CFO. Uh, currently, as a CPA advisor and transformation coach, I help my uh, my clients uh, get them from one million to to ten million using my valuation MT framework. Um, I have written a couple of books, and uh, one of them is an ebook, which I've link, uh, put the link down uh, below. And uh, one of them is a complete uh, guide to business growth, which you can find on Kindle, and that's also uh, linked below. Uh, today with me, and always my featured guest and my partner on the tax side is Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Pedro, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA, business and uh, tax strategist and uh, helping uh, our clients as in uh, becoming tax wise. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we we have uh, had some good conversation about the impact of taxation in our lives. And, uh, you know, that has been one of the, the missions in my life is uh, you know, it's not how I started my career, just like yourself. Uh, yeah. We started in a different, but, you know, I saw the impact of taxation in, in, in business. So I took more of a passion to move into that direction. And I have made it my mission to help uh, business owners, entrepreneurs into uh, becoming not only, you know, doing the tax planning, but also become tax wise. I think it's important Absolutely. for the, uh, uh, you as an entrepreneur to have an understanding of taxable events uh and so that you can make a better decision so that's one of the goals uh you know helping uh the the business owners become uh more educated providing them with the, the proper guidance in the area of uh tax planning you know we are not just tax preparers Absolutely. we are here as advisors and, and planners and strategists uh, to help you uh i i have uh I have this uh, ebook that we completed of uh, the real estate real estate uh, estate investors guide on uh, tax strategies. We're working on an S corp uh, uh, owners uh, uh, tax guide that also will be uh, packed with some good ideas uh, for the S corp uh, owners. And uh, we'll continue, you know, putting together where uh, 2022 is going to be an interesting year. We're going to be putting a lot of good material out there that's going to help uh, uh, our audience. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and that's something that you and I connected from the first time that it's always been something we wanted to put out there a lot of great content, a lot of information that instead of our, our, our audience, our business owners going out there and spending hours researching that information, they can always come to us and we, we you know, together we can provide that information and help guide them through it. Right. So, um, so yeah, before we, we start jumping into uh, 
the 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 detail of the content. So, how was your week? What was what was different? What was new this week for you? <laughs> oh man, uh, you know, you know, it has been overall has been good. I mean, I I, I consider myself more of a uh, a positive uh, mm -hmm. uh, minded individual, uh, you know, um, and this is something we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, you, can, you can focus on the on the rut, everything that's going in essence wrong, and that attracts, I think, the negativity and it can, uh, you know, affect our mindset and therefore our performance and therefore, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a chain reaction. Yes. So yeah, no, you know, uh, I had my my own uh, set of uh, setbacks, uh, but I continue pushing forward. You know, just exactly mm -hmm. like we advise our clients. I mean, oh yes, yes uh, you know, uh, certain goals uh, that that are not uh, being uh, accomplished, but I, I focus on taking that into something positive. Okay, so what what happened? Oh, uh, how can I do better? And so. You know, it, it's it's all good. You know, uh, yeah. and uh, so it is. Uh, it is an interesting aspect. Uh, you know, the conversation we were having right before we in <laughs> the live, and it's a, it's an interesting topic. And I imagine you go through a lot of that, especially you know when you're doing a business consultation and and uh, yes. the transformation of uh, you know how that can help you to go from point A to the where you really want to be. Absolutely. And that's yeah. not a straight line. That is what people need to understand. It's, it's, not, it's not. Yes. A lot of transformation doesn't happen overnight and it Correct. doesn't just happen because of, you know, fun, some financial numbers we just throw yeah. together. Correct. Um, it has to be a, an, a, a mindset shift for the business owner as well. Right. It has to be a certain expectations that they have for themselves and their team, uh, putting all the right pieces of, you know, the employees together, putting the right culture together. And it all plays a, a role so that everybody in the in the business is actually working together towards the same goal. Um, and a lot of times that's a big mindset shift for the business owner as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I personally had some really difficult weekends yeah. and the past few weeks I've been, you know, it's still recovering from, you know, um, being uh, slightly sick and, you know, my voice is not fully back yet. But, um, you know, I could choose to focus on the negative and all the things that did not happen and just, you know, give up and like, oh, you know, or it could be that you just keep focusing on what your goal is. You just take the next step, whatever it takes. You just keep going because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you're attracting. You're attracting positive. And uh, that's also really important to for business owners to to understand. They need to also have the right type of people around them. So when they have people like you and me that are positive, goal-oriented. So you're not just getting a financial advisor, accountant, and a tax advisor, right. but right. you are getting very highly positive, motivated people that are going to push you and guide you to take the right type of action mindset-wise as well. Correct. So it's beyond just having a, a, a regular, uh, you know, uh, accountant or, an, a, a, you know, tax filer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so how about we kind of dive into it? So the past couple of weeks, uh, we, we've been kind of doing a, a little bit of a series of the tax planning. <clears throat> we talked about investments. We talked about how, how life insurance could be part of tax planning. We talked about cryptocurrency and how that's taxable. And I think that was a, a pretty big hit, of course, because crypto is really taking over, but no one really realizes how, how difficult tracking and taxation is going to be and this is going to be a continuous conversation we're going to probably talk a little bit more detail further down the road as well um and then 
today I was uh, thinking we could possibly talk about, um, you know, charitable donations and how that could play a, a role within tax planning. You know, a lot of uh, wealthy people, that's type. That's one way that they, they use part of tax planning. So why don't you kind of give us a little bit an overview of how that, that works? Yeah, ta you know, uh, donations, um, it, it, one, it, it provides a, a, a tax advantage. You know, as of today, we still, in our tax code, it does give you a way to lower your taxes. And number mm -hmm. two, it's another way for you to accomplish certain uh, social uh, and uh, other other personal goals that you have in, in life. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. like we're talking about goals, and you know, so maybe part of your goal is is to either help uh, a certain mission uh, organization that you believe in or creating your own, let's say, even at one point, creating your own foundation or your own 501c3. And so one of the, and I'm not going to delve in too much into today. That's, I think that's a discussion for another day. But the utilization, for example, of creating your own 501c3 as part of your tax plan. And, uh, you know, again, is it it's a topic that's going to take, and I believe that if you really want to know, you know, I encourage you, you know, to, to contact because there's vehicles out there that people are not aware. And, you know, I have had this conversation with some individuals and they're like, you know, why, why create a 501c3? Well, there, there is, there's advantages to that, even for your own uh, tax planning. Sure. Um, so again, what we have to be looking is, is that shifting of income, you know what I mean, or taxable income. And the 501c3 becomes another tax entity which right. does not pay tax. Uh, right. that, that's why we're also looking to the either deferral taxes. We're looking to the creation of trusts mm -hmm. uh, as another way to shifting the income. But getting back into the, the, the donation, charitable donations, is that one, again, it provides you the tax uh, deduction. Number two is another way for you to accomplish personal goals. Um, you know, the uh, as of... As it stands right now, is still deductible. There's some. There has been a few modifications, for example, for the smaller, and this came because of the COVID uh, uh, nineteen uh, in during twenty twenty uh, that you can deduct uh, small. I believe I, I can. I think it's like three hundred dollars uh, even above the line, meaning that you don't have to itemize. And mm -hmm. that was an, uh, is a change for those individuals that wanted to make the, those kind of smaller donations and do not itemize so you could still deduct uh, that that uh that amount uh there is uh, something to keep in mind and we talked the last time about crypto uh, mm -hmm. yes <laughs> uh, and you know some of the vehicles and i, I think i briefly mentioned uh, the 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 shifting or, or donating the some of the crypto right in crypto not only limited to crypto but in general appreciated assets um because a lot of times people don't understand or realize that it's not limited to cash. You, know? I mean, you can donate uh, appreciate, appreciated assets, arts, uh, right. you can even right. donate uh, real estate. You can donate uh, you know, stocks, uh, bonds, so you can donate uh, now, you know, crypto. And a lot of nonprofit organizations are accepting crypto, added mm -hmm. that to their list of uh, items that they will accept for donation. So anything that you uh, has appreciated, that's another way for you to shift some of that taxation that, you know, if you were to uh, uh, 
convert or, or or realize that gain, it becomes taxable. Yes. So a way for you to to potentially shift that that is by donating that appreciated asset. The advantage being is that then you get is a step up in the basis uh, for the uh, the amount of the donation. You know, meaning that if you have a stock that you bought for a thousand dollars, that's your cost. Uh, sure. Now, let's say that now it's ten thousand. You will have to either recognize a nine thousand uh, dollar gain, yeah. or I can take that now appreciated stock that now is ten thousand and donate it, and I get a ten thousand dollar donation. So. It, you know, so that is a is planning that needs to be t uh, looking to. And for individuals, we've got another concern that has been asked, uh, okay, so, but I'm not ready to, I, I still need some, some income. Right. What I mean is, uh, for example, let's say you have, let's say, for example, either crypto or, or real estate. You have a piece of uh, appreciated asset, but I'm not ready to simply give it away I still need some sort of income between now and and my final day. You know, I still need sure, some sort sure. of income. Right, right. So dependent on that income, yeah. Correct. And there's ways to create, for example, a charitable remainder trust. That's mm. another vehicle that you can utilize to fund the, the donation. You still get the donation now, but you still can have, it can be written in a way that you can still have access to a flow of income Mm -hmm. Now that income will be taxed, but it still allows you to to have a stream of income, right? That you can utilize. You can you can then based on your financial plan, you can say, okay, how much do I really need to have in a uh, in a monthly annual basis, and it still benefit from the that appreciated asset, but at the same time, I can still take a write off, right. And so those are kind of, again, uh, the, the things that we, we, we do for our clients, you know, and that's why I keep emphasizing that we're not here just to prepare your taxes. Uh, we are here to create strategies for you that can help you minimize and in some cases defer as long as we can the, the, the impact of taxation. Right, right. So, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of times this is the time where most people start thinking about, you know, charitable donations and then it's good to know that there's so many different ways mm -hmm. that they could actually uh donate um and uh i know from a not-for-profit standpoint um you know if they were to create a 501c3 you know there's also a lot of um <clears throat> reporting obligations as well so just to a little bit of you know from my experience on the 501c3 and 501c6 has been a, uh, an area that i've worked for a very long time you know there's a lot of reporting in that and there's still a, a you know you know tax filing in, you know required there you may not be actually paying taxes but you still have to file the the the, the sure. report and and you know whatever has been gifted to you or whatever contributions you received how have you been using the contributions for which programs and if they're really applicable so there's sure. always a uh, uh there's always going to be reporting let's put it that way <laughs> Yes. So whatever you decide to do, if you want to open up a 51C3 because you saw this uh, the show and you you, you, <laughs> you you want to go ahead and open up one on your own, that's fine. Just make sure you got all your records in, in line, yeah. um, you know, and you you would still would be required to uh, uh, report that as uh, at year end. So um, so some of the other um, areas, I think we kind of touched base maybe last time, and I don't know if you want to. Uh, uh, touch on it again is the 
Um, and maybe we can do a comparison here is the, the, the gifts versus donations, gifts to family and how, how, how extensive can the gifting be? Because I think some people might think it's like a one person giving a gift or is there, how, how extensive can a one person versus a couple give gifts and have that be tax deductible? Well, the, the gift between, uh, let's say, for example, the, the, the gifting uh, to a family member. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not going to provide you. That's a strategy to, to start transferring out of your state mm -hmm. assets that uh, otherwise will end up potentially be taxed in your state. Right. It's not going to provide you uh, deductions. So simply you're doing this. In essence, you're starting to strip uh, your estate without being taxed at this moment because there's a limit that you can still gift without being taxed mm -hmm. now you know so yes th there's no deduction but it will allow you is then if you know if you're running the risk that your estate is starting to you know grow which is you know might be good you know on one end but at the same time you got you're probably concerned well we're going to end up being taxed and there's some concerns now because there is a, this discussion of increasing the the tax rate for estates and lower the 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 threshold where there has not been established yet but if that's the case i say that they were to lower i think at one point it used to be like uh something like a five thousand or something or less uh i'm sorry not five thousand five million mm -hmm. uh, well for some some uh couples that that's not really a lot in 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 uh in estate value you know i mean if you start adding some pieces of real estate or something like that that can quickly uh increase the, the the value of your estate so one of the ways is is through gifting and mm -hmm. you start the process of gifting uh some of the uh either stocks or things like that to start again stripping some of the estate that otherwise if you do nothing will end up being uh, taxed so it's in, uh, a, in a way you're like passing your wealth correct right Right. And again, those are all how the wealthy, you know, how is it, how is it possible? Well, because they're utilizing, it's there. I mean, it's, again, it's not written only for, it's there. You just have to utilize it in how you and I help our clients is, is bringing all that, all those resources to to them. I mean, to, to our clients is, is to make sure right. that, you know, that there is vehicles out there that allows you to, um, like you said, transferring some of that wealth, not subject to taxation, as long as you stay within the the the, the right. limit, uh, yes. at the time that is being decided to be done. Uh, yeah, it changes, but you know you just monitor that, and based on that is how you're gonna make uh, your decisions. Yeah. So let's let's put it in some kind of an example. For example, if there's a let's say a couple, they're older, they have two children, they're married, they have four grandchildren. What is the maximum they could pass on, let's say, from wealth-wise? Just to, to throw out an example that someone, you know, one of our, you know, our audience that's listening, that could kind of put it in perspective. Well, that that is, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So the the limit uh, right now is uh, fifteen thousand. Fifteen. Fifteen per person. Okay. So, in a couple, will be become uh, thirty. Okay. So. That is basically what you have available. In essence, you can start shifting, like you said, that wealth into your family members. Mm -hmm. So per each recipient. one of them, 
purge one of the family members? Yeah. So what, many individuals. Yeah, you just have a limit per per, per individual. Understood. So if we were, let me see. I think. Let's see if we can do something here. Can I? Again, guys, I'm trying to see if I can use something here that I can show. Ah, testing things out, but I'm not sure ready yet. I was going to <laughs> see if I could share a screen and do do some of the calculation here uh, live, but uh, um, I guess I still have to figure it out. <laughs> All right. What happens that, you know, you hear the, the limit. That's the limit mm. one person. You know, so right. for example, you go and you look uh, anywhere. I mean, say, uh, what is a what is the gift limit uh, limitation? Uh, it'll pop up, okay, and right. you see a number. What happens yeah. is that, but you have to read the the tax co tax code is fifteen thousand per one, to one person. Right. So if it's a couple, it's thirty. Yeah. Correct. That's the maximum. Correct. But what if you have four children? Yeah, so it's 30 per child. Correct. It's 120. Not, not, not 30 total divided between the four children is 30 for each of your children or the, 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 the you know, let's say, I'm, I'm saying, that let's assume a couple has four children. Now right. they're, or let's assume, you know, like it happens in some cases is like, you know, you have now the, the older couple, now they want to start putting some monies away or shift it to the grandchildren. So they have four or four grandkids. So you can give to each one. Yeah. You have 30, a limit. 30 times four. So, so that, that's a big difference, right? So when, when most people are thinking, oh, I have, you know, uh, gifting is not even something they think about. And, right. you know, and, uh, you know, if they were to think through this, there's a lot more they, they could do for their family members, you know, uh, to help them out, whether it's to send them to school or whatever it is. And this could be a great way to help them out. Correct. Now, the, the, the recipient, there's no taxation to the recipient. There's no taxation that, you know, what is required is that you file a, a return. There's a gift tax return that needs to be filed. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of people miss it. They don't do it. Uh, they're ill-informed. Uh, many prof tax professionals do not do it. They lack uh, or, or fail to ask the question. Uh, and so I don't tell you. I mean, you, didn't, you never asked me the, you know, yes, I gave uh, every year. The last 10 years I've been gifting, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, some of my stocks uh, to my children. Right. So it's a question that should be asked. And uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, and you as a tax uh, and, and, and listener, you need to be aware. And the reason is because then later, if you know, if you get uh, audited or one of your children gets audited because all of a sudden they start seeing these monies uh, popping up in their accounts, <laughs> might not be showing up so much if you have, let's say, a healthy uh, estate, probably it doesn't become so noticeable on your end. But, you know, one of your children or grandchildren, all of a sudden they open a bank account and, you know, call it 30 or even 15,000 pops up in their bank account, they're going to be, where's the money coming from? Sure. It, it becomes sure. an immediate red flag for for the recipient. Now, the recipient is not the one that needs to be concerned for taxation. It's okay, so where the money come from? Oh, it came from grandpa. Right. So, 
where is the where is the, the 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 gift tax return? Oops, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So the 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 person gifting needs to be filing that gift tax return, basically just claiming the fact that they are you know gifting this money to such right. and such individuals. So it's basically uh, keeping an audit trail for for another word. It's, it's just keeping an audit trail. Correct. It's yeah. an information return. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think this was great. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody should know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so again, it's, it, this is a, a, a what how we've been, you know, and the why I love the the the, the uh, affiliation, the work that we're doing together, because the importance of educating, not just to yes. you know how much you and I individually know, because that's what happened. Many tax professionals out there, yeah, they they're well informed, but it is taking that information and educating your own clients. Absolutely, and it's important for them to be aware because now when they're gifting. They're gonna be calling me, you know what I mean? Or be, you know, so what I'm saying is not yeah. all the burden is not on my shoulders, you know what I mean? Because now the more informed and the you know the tax wise uh, our our yes. entrepreneurs are, they also start contacting. Hey, by the way, I'm about to do this. Yes. What is the impact of this? I'm about to do. It. The problem is that once you completed a transaction, there's not a whole lot we can do as far as uh, tax planning. It's, exactly. it's, it's already occurred. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's before you're gonna do the the either the purchase of the, the piece of real estate before you sold it, is right. what we need to do the, the the planning. Right. Absolutely. Yes, it's the same way. For example, I know uh, you know sometimes you know a client would ask like. Well, I wanna I wanna rent out my house and I wanna do an Airbnb or I wanna do this. It's like, sure. well, before you do it, this is when you we need to have a conversation, you know? So if you yeah. go out and do it, at that point, all we can do is just report on it. There's not much else yeah. we can do <laughs> versus if you let us know <clears throat> ahead of time that you're thinking of doing something, then what would be the effect from a taxability standpoint and all you know, from a reporting standpoint, then we can actually jump in and guide. Uh, you know, the client and say, okay, this is how it's going to be. And this is what's going to be. Um, and we can help them out ahead of time. So, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the same happens in other aspects of business, not only taxation, but you know what I mean? Yeah. There are certain other events, uh, you're, a, you know, you're thinking about, let's say, for example, you're planning on selling your business. Mm -hmm. You know, the time is before you, are in the process because that's my you know one of the things that happen is and this happens very often you know what i mean mm -hmm. you're going to sell your business your business is not ready to be sold meaning you right. know your, your records are not in order because your records are not in order uh you your valuation is going to be lowered because yes, you have absolutely. no way to prove your numbers then they're going to get upset like ah you know but listen if you call ahead of time Yes. And you told you tell her, listen, I'm planning on in 2022 by in the mm -hmm. first quarter 2022 to sell my business. Well, now is the time to sit down. Let's let's kind of clean up and let's make sure yes. everything is in order. Let's make sure that any type of tax filings are done, that all your licensings are done. Anything that has to be updated is updated. So then when you're gonna be selling, all of the information is readily available. It expedites uh, the process. It gives confidence to the buyer. Of These course. people have a, a a business. This is this is this is has value for me. 
what what causes a lot of hesitation why so many businesses do not sell is because again they're not ready they start asking questions well let me call my accountant and now that of course he or she is not ready because you now you're gonna tell them that you're gonna be selling and guess what you never brought the information for even 2021 so your accounting is not even up to date (laughs) yes yes I've, I've had that experience with um, a, a client of mine that actually is purchasing multiple uh, businesses and I help him with the business valuation. And um, <clears throat> and some of this is exactly like what you gave an example exactly happens to us because, we, you know, he goes in and he asks for the records. The records come to me. I'm, I'm comparing the tax returns to the internal records and sure. the stuff that I see sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. They don't even match at all. And it doesn't make sense. So it's not like, for example, the difference is based on timing or depreciation or specific, let's say, tax rules versus gap rules. It's more like randomly different numbers. And of course, when I go back to my client saying, this doesn't make sense. We cannot work with this. So uh, and of course, after he has a few conversations, he just backs out of it. And uh, now the person that we wanted to sell the business is in a bad place because they weren't ready. They weren't ready to sell. They just got hyped up. They wanted to sell, but they're not really ready. Nothing is being in, in, in completion. Records are not available. And if, you know, and my client is that if something is taking more than three, four weeks, to, that's it. He moves on. <laughs> and that's how an investor is. They, if they're ready to purchase, they have the money. They want the records to be ready. They want the valuation to go through fair, fairly fast. And especially now it's available with, you know, the different types of software is available. Mm-hmm. They don't want to wait, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks for for the the, the seller to produce records because they, then at that point there's no credibility. Correct. No, yeah. you're right, and then that that's a, it makes a huge difference, uh, Marie. Not only the the confidence, the pricing. You, mm-hmm. Probably oh, people yeah. don't realize how much difference does it make when you have this information. You know, when they you can present your numbers, and like you say, it matches your tax return. They're gonna ask a question, and you seem to kind of have the information readily available. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, having a, a professional team behind you. you they don't realize how much value. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, can I talk to you, your legal advisor? Yes, he's, uh, you know, Mr. Smith. <laughs> you know, can I talk to your uh, uh, your CPA accountant? Yes, it's Marie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, you know, it seems like you have, you know, I have my financial advisor, I have my, my attorneys, <laughs> I have my financials up to date, my yes. returns have been filed. You know, all of that adds value. And a lot of times people Absolutely. don't realize the difference that that makes. And, the, and not only, like I said, the confidence of the buyer, but also the pricing, you know what I mean? The value that, that all, of a sudden, all of a sudden increases just because you already invested on that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all a matter of uh, proper planning, preparation yeah. before you're gonna go and borrow. That's another scenario for another discussion for another day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, those are events. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not now talking only about taxation, but you can see the planning. Right. When now we're talking about business decisions you're gonna make, the importance of getting your professionals involved in the early stages of before course. you you already pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, I'm already doing the application with ABC Bank. And they're, <laughs> they're asking me for, you know, projection, the last three years financial statement. Like, <laughs> never told me. <laughs> I know. I know. And at that point, you know, you the, even and and from an accountant standpoint, when your client is asking things last minute, you're like, well, we haven't even looked at your numbers. I'm not going to just randomly 
give you something I haven't checked. I haven't sure. confirmed. I have, so yeah, and then and then you know, uh, from a, a client might think that well, he's not, you know, he or she is not jumping on this and then getting things done. But it's like, you know, from our standpoint, uh, we have, you know, we are bound by high ethical standards. You exactly. know, we, we want to do things the right way. So we are not just going to give some financials to a loan officer and be like, oh yeah, this is good. But it's and we haven't done our due diligence to make sure that it is accurate and it's reliable. Right. So and that's something that you know business owners should be Correct. very well aware of. That's why they ask, yeah. uh, you know, we need a CPA to, in essence, to 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 uh, validate to to yes. in essence, put a stamp of approval on these numbers. It yes. doesn't matter that they're not necessarily audited. They want the CPA to look at those numbers, and there's a reason behind it. Oh, Marie, just put whatever number. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever numbers is, it's so funny to say that. Yes. we've heard those. Yeah, just put, any, just, just put something. Just, yeah, just put something. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, no. you know, I, I giggle every time that you know what I mean. Like they, they put us under this. Uh, like, what, what do you think uh, we are? I mean, like, what? Are we just throw some numbers in there. I mean, exactly. why then do you need a CPD for that? You can hire anybody for that. If you, you understand what I'm saying, all you need is throw some numbers in there. Come on, Marie. How hard can that be? <laughs> oh, Marie, by the way, I gave you the QuickBooks. Why are you taking so long? Because those damn numbers in there have no, no, they don't match anything. It's just a bunch of you know, information thrown into a, a bucket. You shook it. And here, Marie, now, prepare yeah. financials. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, yes, it, it's so funny you say that because, yes, it does happen quite often where they, where they ask these random things and you know, in my mind, I'm like, and sometimes in a serious way, I have to come back and be like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not putting my, my license on the line for something like that. You're going to have to find someone else. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about not wanting to help people. It's just that, you know, we are bound by very, very important high ethical standards. Very, we work very, very hard for our experience, for our license. We, we, ha we are bound by the continued education we have to do. So, you know, you know, when we're working with, you know, uh, clients, we want to make sure we're doing uh, all the right things uh, that is required of our profession. So, um, so yeah. Wow. We talked slightly a little over the 30, 30 minutes, but, you know, I hope everybody was enjoying it. So um, we, you know, we can go on forever like this, but uh, you know, we will stop and <laughs> continue on next week. Um, and uh, and we will have more interesting information for you to be able to implement in your business. And of course, whenever you need us, we are here. Make us, you know, two of the five people you should have around you to help you and advise you on your business and your personal life. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.